1: your co-host Daniela, welcome to making sense of success a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment stay tuned every saturday for new episodes you can find us on instagram at making sense of success.pod uh, please feel free to email us at making sense of success at gmail.com if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment
0: all righty welcome to the podcast april would you like to start off with giving our listeners a little bio about yourself
2: Sure. My name is April Williams, and I am the CEO and founder of Bottled with Love. Um, Bottled with Love is a handcrafted, all-natural skincare collection um, that is used to hydrate, moisturize, and nourish your skin. Super I love that. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I was reading um, a little bit on your page that you have previously had underlying conditions, which made you want to do the skincare route.
2: Yeah, I have struggled with acne my entire life. I can't even remember a time that I was not struggling with acne. Um, and so I always use several different products, everything that you could think of on the market. Um, I even went to dermatologist and nothing ever really worked um, until I started using all natural products. Um, and I was introduced by an esthetician in New York City who was absolutely amazing and um, And it really changed the trajectory of how I not only treated my skin, but it also caused me to be more aware of the things I was putting into my body um, that were triggering um, breakouts and and blemishes. Um, And it really just sort of helped to inform and shape how I wanted to create and build my own brand. So um, it's been a really interesting um, and exciting journey, I think, thus far.
1: Definitely. And it sounds like it, like, I think probably a lot of people can relate to you in that way. Um, For me, even like, I think about it, I had like some acne in like high school, but I never and like my genetics, I guess, like, I don't have a history of like acne in my family necessarily. But ironically, Mm. like now that I'm hitting like my 20s, I'm having like this kind of like adolescent like acne. And it's so weird. But like,
2: it's kind of nice to know that other people struggle with it as well, you know? Absolutely. Um, I I always say there was like a pivotal moment for me where, you know, I would have breakouts and things of that nature. And, you know, you put some things on it, it it might sort of go away for a bit, but it always resurfaces, right? And then I had relocated to Washington, D.C. for about four years, and then decided to come back home around 2016 and I had the worst breakout of my life. Um, My entire jawline was filled with like tiny pimples, Um, And I do a lot of client facing work. So outside of Bottle with Love, um, I also have served as a um, senior level executive for several nonprofits. And so a lot of that is working with young people, um, you know, board members, foundations, and I was mortified to have to speak to people. And I had this horrible, horrible breakout on my chin. Um, And I just, you know, Similar to what you said, while I had a lot of acne issues, a lot of people in my family didn't. And so they would just sort of give me things all the time um, to try to help. But if you're not going through it, it's really hard to understand what works. And then coupled with that, everyone's skin is so different. Um, And so what might work on you may not work on me. And what might work for me one day just may not work the next day, depending on what is going on that's really causing the issue. Um, and I found that as I have create as I as I have continued to build the brand and really more um, on social media, being able to engage with customers, um, I hear so many stories and. I'm getting a lot of moms now who are actually reaching out for their sons um, who are going through, you know, puberty and just needing something to really be able to start helping and healing and treating their skin. And I really enjoy the conversations because, as you said, it makes you feel like you're not alone in this. Um, There's someone else there and there's a community of people um, that we're really sort of helping to bring together who can really talk about what those different issues are and how how they're working to tackle them
0: through being able to tackle all of those instances and all aspects of the things that you do on an everyday basis, what do you think success means to you?
2: I love that question. Um, I am a huge fan of Oprah Winfrey. I absolutely love Oprah Winfrey. Um, And she said something one day that I thought was um, so, so, so powerful. Um, she said success is really about service to others, right? Um, and really, how does it make them feel? And she coupled it with, um, I think his name is Gary Zukov. He said, you really have to be aware of what you're good at and what you're meant to do. Um, and that's what you're in service of. And so for me, that's how I define success. Um, really around what 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 it, what's aligned, right? What's aligned? What's my truth? Um, and is it a part of my purpose and truth? And if it is, then that's success to me, because if it's aligned, um, then it's going to be in service of others and not just yourself, right? It's going to be something that really is meant to inspire others and help to educate them and help to inform them and help for them to be empowered enough to go out and do whatever it is that they're also, um, you know, meant to, to actually do. So that's how I would define success. Um, however, I'm able to serve other people.
0: Who would you say your biggest role model has been um, lately to be able to conquer all of the goals that you have um, been able to?
2: Yeah, I really love – so one, my family is always sort of – you know, role models for me. I have a lot of strong women, um, that I was very blessed to sort of have in my life. So they have always set the groundwork and foundation for me. Um, but I definitely say folks like Oprah Winfrey, um, I love, 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 um, B Dixon, who is the founder of the Honeypot Co, um, another all natural, um, feminine, um, Built brand and business. And I love each of those women because they are really working in their truth, I think, one. And two, because they are, especially B. Dixon, um, just really sort of created and, and formed and forged her own path. Um, and I, I really connect with people that can share their stories and talk about not just about how, you know, how how successful it is now, but what was that journey? Um, what were the hard times? How did you get through them? And those that are willing to share um, the, the recipes for what they define as success. Um, I really look to that as really the blueprint in the way that I want to continue to sort of um, evolve and grow uh, my business over time.
1: Absolutely. And I think, That's something, like, Sierra and I always kind of try to follow in that way and something we learned really early on with doing this podcast, actually. Um, And it was through someone um, named Katie Dudley, who we had on as a past guest, but she said people like to know, like, the truth and, like, like to see real in that way. So it's Mm -hmm. really appreciative to see people's hardships, as you were saying, and, like, their journey and the challenges they faced so that it inspires you and
2: others, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's so interesting because as I've been um, building out my social media page and platform, um, I started with just like really always featuring uh, images of my products, um, quotes, things of that nature. And I was really looking to have other people um, give their feedback and be the face of the brand. And when I started posting photos of myself or talking about um, my experience, I got so much more traction and engagement and I remember being like who wants to really hear from <laughs> just me you know um and I'm like oh my voice sounds like this and um I may not look like this and so but it's actually been one of the things that I think really allows for people to connect with you on a more personal level and I totally understand and get it because that's what makes me um, connect to other brands. That's what makes me buy things. That's what makes me want to continue use and support products is because I connect with the person that has created and developed it. Um, and so I am really working to embrace it now um, in terms of really being able to share this journey. I try to start recording everything now, just little snippets of things, um, taking photos and, and recording videos. Um, and even if I don't post it right away, I feel like at some point I'll start posting more things because, you know, you just, I, I get so many comments that's like, that was so great to hear you say that. Or I loved, you know, when you, when you recorded this video, actually using the product and talked about, um, you know, how you use it and how you incorporate it into your day-to-day routine. Um, and so it is definitely something that I am very mindful of. Um, and so, as you mentioned, it's, it's something that I have to work to ensure that I'm continuing um, to do in my, my work.
1: And through all of this experience and engaging with this community you've built and um, the people you like to surround yourself with, what has been the best piece of advice you've ever received or given someone?
2: That's a good question. Um, (laughs) take a moment to think about it. It's not always easy. We know (laughs) I get a lot of good advice, right? I think the best piece of advice I get is to just keep going. Um, it's, it's two actually, it's to just keep going and to not be afraid of failure. And I think that sometimes when you are definitely as an entrepreneur, it is really, really scary because you want everything to be perfect and you don't want to fail. No one wants to fail. Um, but it's just a part of not just business, but it's really a part of life. And I think that the more that you understand that, and once you feel, once you get a little bit more comfortable and settled in that, because the truth is, if you are walking in your truth, if you are doing work that is aligned to your purpose and your passion, then it's going to fall in place anyway, right? Um, Yes, there are going to be bumps along the road, but that's really, you have to start, I think, shifting your mindset to see it not as like a challenge or a failure, but this was just another roadblock, another roadblock that has helped me grow. Right. So I try to look at things now as like learning opportunities. Um, and so, okay, that wasn't so great, but it's all right. We're going to dust ourselves off. We're going to do this again tomorrow. Um, and it's going to be much better. And, and I learned, and whatever we learn from that moment is something that's going to help inform and make us better moving forward. And so I think that that's probably the best piece of advice that I've gotten. And the best piece of advice that I could give to anyone else is don't be afraid to fail. Um, don't be afraid of the challenges. It's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to, you know, look as glamorous as, you know, folks may make it seem, especially in the, the time that we're in with social media. Um, but if it's aligned to your purpose and your truth, then it will always fall into place.
1: I love that piece of advice. It just reminds me of like, maybe within the last decade, this probably was the just keep swimming kind of Nemo, mm-hmm, <laughs> Nemo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was around. But it's, it's so true. Like, your failures are really what like, make you stronger in a way and make you or allow you rather um, to push more and further, um, push yourself to kind of like the limit to where you can actually see the potential you have to do things and accomplish things. So I'm so glad you said that.
2: Yeah, it's it's because it's so true. Um, I remember hearing, I think it was um, Iyanla Van Zandt one day, she said, sometimes we create these monsters out of our fears and you just, you know, you put so much energy into it and you build it up until it becomes like this really big monster. But then once it happens, right, once the worst thing that you think could happen happens, you get through it, and then you realize, like, oh, I really created a mountain out of something that really wasn't as bad as it was. Um, and so, I think that you just have to, you know, breathe. I'm, I'm working on my breathing techniques. Um, you breathe through it all, and you just take for, you know, take it for what it is in that moment, um, and learn and, and grow from it.
0: What are some of the things that have been? challenging for you during this time of either the pandemic or um, being a part of different aspects and cultures?
2: Yeah. Um, the, the pandemic has been really interesting because for me, I feel like it's caused me to go more inward. And um, when, when, when I say go more inward, I mean really trying to understand what it is that I should be learning in this time that I have, that we all have, in like isolation, um, where you can't really be distracted from a lot of things. And I actually think the beauty that happened for me, at least, um, was that it allowed me to go further and deeper into my business and really start focusing on Bottled With Love and building that out as a brand. I really had the time to actually dedicate myself to it. Um, But what has been challenging is, you know, now that I am building it, it would I would love to be able to now be out right with the product and doing different pop up shops and doing different events throughout New York City. Um, You know, New York City has so many different opportunities for entrepreneurs and especially women owned. Um, but unfortunately, I'm not able to get into the face of as many clients now because of the where we are, um, coupled with you know a ton of things in terms of packaging and distribution and things being on back order. Um, but at the same time, it's allowed me to build a base online and virtually. And you know, for that, I still see that as a huge win and a, and a huge blessing. And I just feel like um, as we're now starting to come out of COVID, which is great, um, and things are starting to open back up, I've now at least built that base online so that when I am now in person, I can be able to really engage more, um, and have a following of people that will know where I am and that will be coming to support there. But I definitely think being, you know, closed and indoors has definitely created so many challenges to being able to, um, further, um, distribute your products or even just, um, you know, sell, right. Um, but it's all a work in progress, and we're, we're slowly but surely getting there. I actually have a great pop-up shop coming up with Artisan Fleas in um, downtown Williamsburg in New York City in a couple of weeks. So um, I'm excited to be able to get out and, and finally see, um, you know, engage with customers.
1: Yeah, so if, you're in, if anyone's in New York listening, you should definitely check that out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, 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 I will be there. Second week of August, um, I will definitely be in um, Artisan Fleas Williamsburg.
1: But it's, it's nice to hear uh, you talk about like the positive aspect of this pandemic and what it's brought. Um, luckily, we have like the technology right now to be okay. able to still make some connections. But obviously, it's always nice when you can probably meet your customers in person and develop a more personal relationship face to face. So I can, yeah, I can definitely see the challenges in that way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, because the, you know, when when you're able to get, engage with customers and clients, you also get to hear their stories and learn more about what it is that they're going through and how you can better serve and help. And um, what's been one of the interesting things is as I've been able to do that a little bit more on social media, it's, it's definitely helping me to to think about new products that I want to bring to the market. um, Right. And and just hearing about like, oh, folks saying, well, this is working for me, but I also have like hyperpigmentation, which I don't necessarily struggle from um, or eczema, which I also don't struggle from, but it's a part of what other people are dealing and struggling with. And so now I'm like deep in research mode and trying to come up with fun new recipes um, to really try and start putting onto the market and really just having customers and clients that are like, I'm willing to, to go on this journey with you. And I know you may not be doing, you know, products that are focused on eczema now, but I'm willing to try a sample and, you know, be your guinea pig for, you know, a couple of weeks (laughs) if it means that it'll help someone else. Um, And that I think is so, so great. Um, So those things have been really exciting. I think that, you know, I think, quarantine and and this this pandemic has, for a lot of people, um, definitely been really, really, really hard. And I don't want to minimize that at all. Um, But I also think that there has been something beautiful in it about people being more connected, even though we're not in person, being more connected via phone and online and writing more, um, emailing, things of that nature um that have been just so great to just be able to spend time and really hear and not be distracted by so many other things. And so I try to hold on to those pieces um whenever things also get like really, really challenging.
1: Out of I guess um trying to like tailor to your clients and everything, um, how do you go about I guess creating the formulas for your products?
2: Yeah. Um, I really try to, so typically I, I research and actually one of the first products I created was my, uh, raw honey cleanser. And that one I created because at the time I had black spots, black spots, dark spots. Um, I had, you know, some, um, uh maybe not as many blackheads but a lot of dark spots and like just a little not a lot but like some pimples here and there. I always get a lot of breakouts in my jawline area. And so for many who don't know when you have breakouts in those areas it's typically it's hormonal. And so women, right, we we go through our hormones change on a day-to-day basis. And so if you are not, you know, properly eating or hydrating well, all of those things, supplements can really sort of cause flare-ups. And so I started the raw honey cleanser and I really was looking at what are some ingredients that could help with um, inflammation and, um, and that were antibiotics antibacterial. um, And that could really help to diminish the dark spots. And what I found in that research were just everyday ingredients that I was using to cook with that I didn't even know I could use on my skin. Um, Like honey, right? Raw, organic, unfiltered honey that doesn't really have any preservatives or sugar. Um, Cinnamon and nutmeg, which are staples in at least two of my products. Um, because of their antibacterial properties. Um, And then, of course, the honey and sugar, which has been great because sugar is such a great exfoliant when you're putting it on your skin. Um, And so whenever I'm making anything, I start with my own skin, right? Because that's what I can always work from. Um, I test it out on myself, of course. And and then I'll, I'll sort of bring it to market. But every single product to date that I have created has been to really sort of solve the issues that I was dealing with in my skin that turned out to be issues that other women um, and and men were dealing with their skin as well. Um, And so that's really what I do. I always try to research. And um, one of the, the best things for me is trying to find the best and high quality ingredients. Actually, one of the things I've been doing um, as an aside in this time is really starting to look at where I was sourcing my ingredients from. Um, And so like Honey being one of them, I really wanted to start um, being able to support other Black-owned businesses. And so I found um, some farms that were really run by Black families, one Black family in particular that moved from... um, Harlem to like upstate New York. And now as a family, they're creating and sourcing their own honey. Um, and those things are so powerful to me. And to be able to sort of bring all of that together um, and then also educate and inform my community about this, you know, this other small business and, and where this honey is coming from and, and how they can begin to support, I think is just so great.
1: I'm so glad that you say that because to me, what I see is like a company taking like a holistic approach, which I like in an ideal world, you know, like every company would be that way. However, we don't really necessarily live in an ideal Mm -hmm. world, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's refreshing to hear you say that because, um, yeah, a lot of the time companies don't really care too much about where they're sourcing their, um, like their ingredients, for example, or, um, take too. Pay too much attention to like their clients as well, their clients' needs. So it's really
2: nice to hear you say all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm Yeah, I mean, it's because it's important. You have to know for me, I know every ingredient that is going in my product because I'm making it right. So I have to know um, what it is, but sometimes you don't, every company doesn't necessarily have that. And it's actually one of my fears. Um, for expanding and growing, right? My goal and dreams are obviously to get into retail and be able to be in like a Whole Foods or even mm-hmm. in like Target or um, Walmart, right? Because for me, the important part is making all natural products that are affordable so that everyone can access them. And I think part of the issue um, with all natural products or, 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 clean beauty brands a lot of the time is that they're not really affordable for everybody. Um, even me, when I was going through my my journey and working to clean up my skin, it was really expensive. Um, and so I, you know, it was important for me when I started this, this business to be able to have it be affordable and accessible to everyone, because I grew up in the South Bronx and we didn't really have, I never saw anything that was all natural at any of the stores that I went to. Um, and I don't, you know, I still have family that lives in, in the South Bronx or in Harlem, and I don't necessarily see all of those products on the shelves all the time now. Um, and so it's important for me to bring them. But at the same time, I know that as you continue to grow and expand and your volume increases, there's sometimes that pressure to move away from the foundations and some of the quality ingredients that you were using when you started because they may be a little bit more expensive or you know, you're not able to to order them in bulk as as many of the mass producers may want, but um, it's something that I have to have to that I absolutely have to hold on to because I feel like it's it's a part of me, it's a part of my brand, um, and it's a part of why my products are are what they are. Um, and so, being able to connect that, I think, is really important.
1: At a time. Hey guys, so as you may know, Sierra and I use uh, Anchor to record our podcast. It's really the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. They also provide you with creation tools, which allow you to record and
0: edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be hard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. The best part is, is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Have you received any sort of backlash or negative um, like feedback from any of your products? No. Just as like, you know, so people say like, honey isn't very you know it's not necessarily like vegan friendly and a lot of vegan people like the aspect of like going all natural so how are you able to balance that out
2: yeah i actually haven't gotten any bad feedback um i do get people that'll say i can't use this because of that reason right maybe it's because it's not vegan um And so what typically happens is I'm able to work, I think because I'm a small business, I don't, uh, you know, it's it's one of the the beauties of being a small business is you're Mm -hmm. able to customize different things. So if I have customers that say I'm allergic to almonds or I'm allergic to um, jojoba oil, I can use something else or I can't use almond oil. I can easily switch that out and customize it for you, right? But as you continue to grow, sometimes it gets harder. So right now I haven't gotten that necessarily. that that bad sort of feedback um, because I think because I'm able to customize. Um, At the same time, I hear a lot of times my customers say the one thing they love about the brand is the customer service because I am really hands-on and I respond to every single email. Um, If something happens with a product, you know, one time I tried a new recipe out Um, This is actually a true story. I tried a new recipe um, for my soothing quinoa oatmeal mask. And, you know, I was like, oh, I think this is so great. I used some of my rose water toner in it. um, And this might come up in terms of like a failure or a challenge that I've had. Um, And I don't know if I was going to speak on it, but I think it's important. Um, And anyway, I was, you know, making a batch of my soothing quinoa oatmeal mask. And I was like, I'm going to try to spritz a little bit of rose water in it. Um, And I shipped them out. And what I did not realize is because I added the water, which I should have known because I added just a drop of that rose water in there, it actually caused it to mold faster. Um, So when clients got it, they received it and they were able to use it for a while. But after like, I want to say two weeks, they started seeing, you know, that it had some issues. And I was like, I can't even tell you how mortified I was. And I would say that was probably the first, um, you know, challenge that I had in business. So at that moment, it's like, so now what do you do, right? Um, You've sent this out and and now what happens? Fortunately, it wasn't a big quantity. So I was able to really cross cross correct really quickly, but I had to own it. Um, I emailed every single one of my customers that have brought from that specific batch and I refunded them the cost of that mask, and then I sent out a brand new mask and like another little goodie on top of that. Um, And I just had to tell them exactly what happened. And because it's an all natural company, I think a lot of people definitely understood that because you are using all all natural products. But most importantly, the feedback I got from that, when I was thinking they were going to be like, oh my God, I'm never going to use this again. They were like, wow, your customer service was so great. Thank you for telling me. And some people said, I haven't seen anything wrong with my product. And I said, but you know what? I would prefer that you just use the, the new batch that I'm sending out to you, um, just to protect you know you and 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 everything else and really you know definitely the safety of the, the of the clients and the customers. Um, and I did that. And actually, when I did that, I had people even though I refunded them and sent them a new product, some of those same clients turned around and ordered the ultimate care package, right? Where they initially had just ordered one, they then went and ordered the ultimate collection and got all of the products or then sent some of their friends to order, which to me spoke volumes and goes back to that piece about failure. You can't be afraid of it because it's what you learn in that moment that can help you sort of move forward.
0: That is a great story. It reminds me how my therapist is constantly telling me to have compassion for people and listen to other people's story and being able to like. Do that and, like, you know, have a great rest of your day at work because you're listening to somebody. And I think it's important that you listen to every single one of the people, customers that you have, and you're able to really make that connection and have the best experience possible. It really, really does speak volumes because there's not a lot of people that do that. Me working in retail kind of ish. I work at a gym. I don't know if you'd call that retail, but it's hard for me to listen to sometimes. I'm like, you have an issue. Okay, next. It's done. (laughs) Over it. Like you make everything so personal and personable with everything in your company. It's just there is light at the end of the tunnel of some really terrible customer service experiences people have.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, And I think the way that I operate is I know what it was. I know what it's like to be a consumer. And have a bad experience with a product or brand. And and as you said, be compassionate. And sometimes I'll say give grace um, because people do make mistakes and it's just a part of life. We're all human. Um, But I think it's how people respond, right? When you're a customer, you can be really upset about something if you got something late or if it didn't come how you wanted it or you didn't like the quality of it. And the moment the representative responds back or whoever you're engaging with responds back, that tone that they use really sets and determines how you're going to continue to engage moving forward. And so the moment that someone acknowledges accepts ownership of it, and then can say, here's how we're going to cross correct and fix it. Even if you choose to not buy from me again, I know that I can feel good about the fact that I was able to acknowledge, own it, um, you know, give you back the money that you spent on it, plus send you a, a product, um, which is actually for a small business, it takes money out of my pocket, which is what a lot of the customers were saying, but it was very important for me. And I think it's one of the values that I hold true um, to this brand is integrity and quality. And um, I think that it's going to continue to sort of take me far as, as I continue to build this out.
1: And I think even then you've added that aspect of transparency, which a lot of the time with like this capitalist market, we do lack that because it's so driven by like the monetary value of things. Um, so I think that's something like that is really appreciated by people when um, there is transparency shown as you told them, you literally told them what happened mm-hmm. with the product So, like, that's something from my end that I appreciate so much from a company.
2: Yeah, it's important. I always say to folks, like, our mission is really simple, right? It's to empower women to really be able to heal themselves naturally. And as you said, my values are very, very straightforward. Um, It's to operate with transparency, um, act with integrity, and always put customers first and and then enjoy the journey from there. Um, And I, I just feel like if you can tell people what the problem is, it's we, it, again, we go back to that fear. So people are so fearful of, of speaking their truth or saying what it is because you feel like you're going to get that backlash or there's going to be negative feedback or, oh, people aren't going to like me or they're never going to buy it again. And it's like, it's okay. It's a part of the journey. If they don't, they don't, but someone will, right? Um, and at least you can feel comfortable. You can sleep better at night knowing that you you were transparent about what happened and you did acknowledge it and you you made the, 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 best choices to try to rectify and fix it moving forward. Um, And I think that that is what customers appreciate the most is the transparency aspect and the integrity.
1: With all these beautiful and honest messages that um, you have brought up throughout the podcast, um, as we gear to the end, we like to ask our guests, what uh, is, what would you like our guests or our listeners to take away from this episode?
2: Oh, you guys have such great questions. I'm
1: so sorry. My brain just completely, like I was, (laughs) I was on it. And then I was like, wait, where? (laughs) Um,
2: Okay. I think what I would like for people to take away from this is that um, you are the author, right? You create your own narrative. And so whatever it is that you want to do, if you have an idea, there's no idea that's too big. That's too small. There's no um, business or product, whatever it is, if you feel like it's already on the market or someone has it, there's always something that you can do that makes it unique and true to you. There are a ton of beauty brands on the market. There are a ton of skincare products, but there's nothing that's like bottled with love because it's made directly from me. Um, And so that's one thing. And I think the second thing is to just have fun. right? Life is so, so short. Uh, we have such a limited amount of time on this earth, and I think you have to just maximize it and use each day um, as a new day take it take all the lessons that come with it the the really bad stuff, the really ugly stuff and the really beautiful stuff um, and and have that be a part of your experience and have that be a part of your journey um, and as long again as it's connected to who you are and, and, and it's aligned to your truth then it will always be something that will be successful because of that, because it's aligned to who you are, because it's aligned to your purpose. Um, And, you know, just continue to put others first. Um, The service of others should be first and how it makes them feel. um, I think it's also really important. Success should not just be around the monetary aspects of it or the glitz and glamour of it, but it also should just be about, I think, the people that you're able to inspire and transform along the way.
0: That is a beautiful way to wrap up this podcast. Um, Another thing we like to ask is, do you have any other brands or small businesses that you frequently shop from that you'd like to give a shout out to? Um, We like to kind of put the spotlight on as many people as possible all the time, just so we're always spreading that empowerment and successful atmosphere.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, I love, as I mentioned, when I started Honey Pot Co., they have all feminine products um, and brand. They're all natural using herbs by B. Dixon. I know she's definitely in Target. They're just an amazing, amazing company. Um Bento, I've been using, um, they are supplements. I don't know if anyone's seen them, but you get your customized supplements that have been so helpful for me because of the different vitamins that you need that will also help to keep your skin, not just your skin looking great, but also you feeling healthy. Um, Bento is amazing. I don't think that they're a small business, but they're definitely, I think, a really quality business. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, you caught me off guard. I have to let like, you know. Okay, no worries. Oh, um, I, I do have some other ones. Um, I love Aunt Jackie's. I'm very much into hair products because I um, wear my hair natural a lot of the time. So Aunt Jackie's is another really um, beautiful brand that was started by um, Black women as well for natural hair care. Um, that's amazing. Um, of course, the the others out there, but I've also been using Taraji P. Henson's line, which I think has also been really, really amazing for me. So yeah. Um, those are some. And, and I would like to highlight, um, I have a, a friend who just started her own um, essential oils, Najee Essentials, I believe it is. Um, so definitely check her out. She has some great smelling products that um, I'm sure a number of women and men would, would love to have. And again, they're all natural.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing those.
2: Thank you. Thank you both so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. This was actually my first podcast. Um, so Thank you for reaching out to me and um, just, you know, helping this be helping for this to be a really sort of like easy and fun um, experience for me this morning. Because I was a little nervous before I started. I was like <laughs> writing down my notes and everything, um, but you both made me feel so comfortable. So thank you so much for allowing me to share my story um, and journey.
0: Of course, we appreciate you taking the time today to be able to share that experience with us. Um, did you want to include your social media handles, um, websites, so people can connect
2: with you and yes. buy some of your goods? Absolutely. Um, so you can follow us on at Bottled W Love. So not the entire word um, with at Bottled W Love um, on Instagram. And our website is BottledWithLove.net, full um, spelling out. And actually right now, for anyone that purchases, uh, we will be giving away, anyone that purchases for the month of July, we will be giving away a, um, we'll be doing a raffle at the end of the month, giving away a free mini beauty fridge so you can store all of your amazing products. We will Ooh. definitely enter. Yeah. It's 150. <laughs> I think it's $150 value. So um, yeah, get those sales in you can get one of the beautiful mini fridges that are out now. I think it's um Cooley. You say I have to look at it, um, but it's one of the, the mini beauty fridges that's out there. So definitely, definitely, definitely purchase um, all throughout this month. And we'll be doing the raffle at the end of the month. Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant. Whatever it takes.